Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald, and this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three, episode 19. Uh, we want to thank all our podcast listeners for taking the time out to uh, listen to us on whatever social media platform it might be. Any questions, comments, and concerns, please contact us via WhatsApp or text 954-388-8780. And want to thank everybody else for just taking the time and uh, understand that uh, Don should be coming back soon. That would be a wonderful thing. And we have uh, none other than our grateful pastor, Rose. Welcome back, brother. Uh, thank you, Jay Walt. How's your day going? Uh, going well so far. Uh, very, very busy. I uh, had a few, there's a couple of meetings today and a few phone calls I had to connect with folks. Very good. Totally understood, man. Guy with public relations. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get our prayer started and we'll be underway. Father in heaven, we thank you once again for all you've given us, Lord. You've given us life, Lord, and and soon thereafter we'll have life abundantly. So, Lord, continue to bless us, Lord, as we um, spread the word and pass on a deeper dive segment um, on what was at hand about um, for this child, I prayed. So continue to bless us in a mighty way. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, okay, so um, this month of May is Unity and Diversity, right? Yes. All right. So this title is I always ask how, why, um, I understand you had them end up being a substitute for Pastor Jen. Yes. Uh, for that. And so your title for this child, I prayed, how um, did you come about that? Well, as as you said, I was substituting for Pastor Jen, did not know until wednesday that was going to be the case <laughs> so i had i had looked at this subject um some years before that of hannah's request for for samuel because i had done a series years before on the the ministry of samuel how it had an impact on on israel and i just thought that this would be could be a fitting fitting theme for for mother's day so it'd be for mother's day yes okay understood so let's get into a little bit uh of the story here we have um what is the the, the husband elkanah 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 thank, thank you very much i'm glad you Elkina. made me clear you saying yes. something for me <laughs> and now you have the wife hannah yes and then of course now here comes the third party of yes. uh, two wives yes and now Hannah, who is the the mother of Prophet Samuel. Yes. And of course, her situation is she had no children. And Penana, of course, she ended up being, I guess, the bully, so to speak, as time went on. Yes. Against, uh, yeah. You know, taunting her and knowing that she um, was, you know, ended up being bitter and sorrowful. But everything seemed to change when she went to um, um, the House of Prayer. So yes. can you elaborate from there? Yes. Well, you know, one of the things I, I, I offer that you have noticed, and maybe one of the questions I'm preempting, I always seek to address, never sidestep that that reference to 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 Elkanah having two wives, appreciating the the challenges that 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 poses. 
Yeah. And for folks to understand that, you know, the Bible is is describing something, describing the story. It's not prescribing it. It's not saying, as I mentioned, go down and do likewise. And and it's it's interesting that God deals with us from where we are. Elkanah, apparently this was one place where he needed to grow. Abraham mm-hmm. had, had a similar similar challenge. So yes, the, the culture was one in which Posterity was important. The man needed a child, particularly a male child, to continue mm-hmm. the lineage. And part of it, too, was tied to their understanding of Genesis 3.15, which spoke about the seed of the woman. And so there was always this belief that, or, or this looking forward to Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be that Messiah may come as, as my male heir. And so having a male heir was so important. Yes. And so Elkanah to to secure that now gets this this second wife, which when you read the narrative, one gets the impression that she is some sort of a surrogate. Yeah. Because there's there's so much there which says that talks about his affection for 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 Hannah and how he relates to her. And we don't see that same language being used in his relationship to Penina. So Penina seems to be serving a very surrogate role, the role yeah. of surrogate in, in, in the whole dynamic. Okay. Okay. Well, appreciate you. Thanks for that. So now, like I said, now she's going into the house of prayer. Yes. Uh, because of, you know, pretty much all this sorrow and this guilt she feels. But yes. she's pretty much, pretty much, I guess the word is bitter. Pretty much. Yes, because yeah. in in that in that shame culture, her not having a child was a great embarrassment. It would be yeah. seen as she she's let the family down. She's let mm-hmm. her husband down because again, posterity, the name, the husband's name continuing, or the possibility that Messiah could come through yeah. that male ear. That was all bounded up in the culture dynamic, and so. Her inability to produce a child was yeah. was was a social embarrassment. It was tremendous pressure on her, and so she is crying out to God to say, "Remove this embarrassment from me. Remove this shame from me." Yeah. It's, it's 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 tantamount to how in some in some in some families the inability to to support a child to financially take care of your business as they would say is such an embarrassment you right. know uh, a man losing his job being the the breadwinner losing his job not having employment having to to beg for his family is such an embarrassment in this culture yeah. That a man would say, Lord, you, you got to remove this embarrassment from me. I need to take care of my family. I can't go be, I can't go begging the, the neighbor and, and folks are going to say, but, you know, isn't he the man of the house? Why is he not taking care of his family? So I, I'm trying to equate that to this, the type of shame that, that, that Hannah felt, the pressure, mm-hmm. social pressure that she felt. It was real. And so she's taking this anguish to God, just like a man in this culture would take the anguish to God of not being able to provide for his family because he laid off. Yes. Understood. So why did why did why did the priest Eli thought she was intoxicated? 
And this is not the first time we're seeing this, right, in Scripture, where where a nonverbal a nonverbal message is misunderstood mm-hmm. to, to 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 be drunkenness, uh, because it was it was so unusual. One gets the impression that he's not next to her. Mm-hmm. Right? But he's he, he he's close enough that he can see her and he sees her lips moving, but he's not hearing anything, mm-hmm. not hearing anything. And her anguish is demonstrating. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, she is just writing in, in, in anguish and her lips are moving. He's not hearing any sound. And his first go to she must be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we see this this phenomena. Well, we see this this response. In the book of Acts, when the disciples experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it was very unusual. The folks who were observing it said they must be drunk. Yeah, they must be drunk. And so one can understand Eli interpreting this nonverbal action as drunkenness because it was unusual. It was unusual. I got you. Now, you. You made a statement that was really, um, well, you made several statements in your sermon. The one that stood out to me the most is when you said, you can't judge people to, who praise God if it doesn't yes. resemble yours. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's one of the things I'm sensitive about. I am I am the guy who will nod and, and at least a few years ago, now, now, now I'm I'm feeling free enough to say amen and you know and right, right. all that, but but yeah I have been very sensitive towards that folks, folks we we express ourselves differently, and I don't believe God has this particular mold as to what type of expression is is suitable for worship, mm-hmm. and so some of us may sit and nod our heads. And, and 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 say a quiet amen some of us may just you know uh, be so engaged in the way we respond that it may seem and this is the, the, the thing it may seem strange to the other person just as how for eli her action seemed strange it looked like she was drunk right and 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 he did not notice he did not he did not ask her Right. The way he approached her, he approached her with the assumption that she was drunk. He didn't say, are you OK? Are you are you intoxicated? No, he went over and he says, why did you come to church drunk? Right. <laughs> you, so he assumed it. He assumed mm-hmm. it. And so I was equating that to, you know, somebody praising God. And I may think, why are you behaving that way? Why are you responding that way? Yes. Oh, I I think this is distracting, it's disturbing, but I've come to appreciate that because that person's response does not resemble mine does not mean God God is not accepting it. That's true. Because I get back to that core thing. I don't know what God has rescued that person from. And sometimes you hear some stories of what people went through in the week. Yeah. That the fact that they're even in church is a miracle in and of itself. Amen. And I think for me to try to tamp that down or discourage that is is not only this disingenuous, I, I think it's unfair to that person. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. 
Yes. Well, like I said, as we know the end of the story that Hannah did produce, she became pregnant and she brought the child back to the temple, thanking God for what yes. you've done for me because of anguish in that. But I want to move from that. You know, Roe v. Wade is a hot topic, but it's issue yes. right now. Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't want to go into all that, but the part right. you made when you said men make mistakes, God makes babies. Babies, yes. Go into that a little bit. Yeah, and the idea here is for us to see to see children as persons mm-hmm. and for us to appreciate that that this is a person coming into the world and God has a plan for that person. Though, though, though. Now, <clears throat> the other statement I made about, and I think this is the balance about sometimes we can be so passionate about the unborn that we don't we don't apply the same passion to the born. Yes, and we don't make provision, i.e., public policy to to accommodate the born. And I played upon the fact that here we are celebrating Mother's Day, mm-hmm. all celebrated holiday apart from Christmas. We go all, all all out and we acknowledge the roles that mothers play. Yet, public policy does not say that. Our, the way we respond to to mothers in in in, in our policies don't say we appreciate mothers. You know, a woman mm-hmm. has to get back to work within weeks of having a child, for example. True. Uh, child care is one of those things right now that couples are struggling with as one of the, the, the costs of living they have to deal with, the cost yeah. of child care, especially if, if both parents work. Uh, child care is, is becoming a, a huge part of their budget. And so I was trying to show how our attitudes to me is not consistent because if you care for the unborn, if you care mm-hmm. about the life of the unborn, you should equally be passionate about them when they're born. Amen. And not, well, they're born, you know, you're, 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 you're on, you're on your own. Um, you know, but of course in the Roe v. Wade, I tread softly, especially as a male, yeah. but I just wanted to, to make the point that, that every child, that, that a child being born must never be, be seen as a mistake. I think that's the okay. point. And, and that if we, if, we, if, we, if we share with Junior the, 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 the idea or the point that you are, you have a purpose, you're not mm-hmm. here by accident. I think that's a powerful thing. Right, it is. Yes. It is. You, um, I like to be to go back to the bit when you spoke about the motherhood, it's not the ability to produce a child. Yes. It, it's not that. That's the wonderful thing. Yes. If, you, if you become barren the rest of your life, you can yes. still be a mother to something, somewhere, someone. Yes. Yes. So it's wonderful to hear that. But when you made the comment, you said, no monkey is my father. I, I just I just cracked up. With that. <laughs> that, that, that's got me. I, I was done after that. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's and that's a swipe. That's a swipe at 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 evolution because it 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 it, it has it comes from a premise of randomness. Mm-hmm. And to me, if I'm a product of randomness or random selection, then then, then that then that blunts any argument about about destiny about about intentionality if it's mm-hmm. random right if it's random versus 
if it's intentional, it gives me a sense of purpose. I understand. I, I, I get from intentionality that, hey, there is a reason for you to be here. Yes. It wasn't randomly, you weren't, you weren't randomly selected. Yes. And that's why, you know, I, 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 I took a swipe. And, 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 and yes, that's, that's one of my comedic <laughs> lines that no monkey is bother you. I, 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 I was wondering how far you would get if you were to wear that out in public. You, you know, I, I, I related to the point when you talk about how parents plan their, their future, you know, because of probably because of the things they couldn't fulfill in their lives. Yes. And, they, and, and, and that just, that just over sh- uh, shadows what he or she may want in their future when they become of age. Why is that? Yes, and, 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 and I find that particularly, especially now, that, that, that is one of the things we struggle with in the, in the immigrant community, uh, our, especially our kids who were born here, and we now have opportunities. They now have opportunities we never had. Mm-hmm. And we get trapped into or caught up into imposing on them our dreams, yeah. our dreams. And, 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 and we get some sense of satisfaction knowing that Junior now has become that which I wanted to become. Right. Even, even though that's not what Junior wanted to become. Or even that's better, that's not what God had planned for Junior. True. And, 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 and a lot of times we get into we get into a lot of struggles with our children because we are imposing on them dreams and visions that's not theirs or that's not God's, but is ours. Yeah. But and I think that's such a dangerous thing. To me, that's just too much expectation from a family member. Yes. Too much. Yes. And especially when when you have a child who may not be as inclined Mm -hmm. or adept to to or or possess the natural skills towards the career path that you're you're pushing that child uh, to. So so I had to, I had to put that in. Mm-hmm. We got to be careful that we do not impose because a lot of times that, that 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 happens it's it's like me saying, you know what? I'm a pastor, you know, so my my son has got to be a pastor. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or all of my life I wanted to be a pastor, didn't get the opportunity. Now I have a son, it doesn't matter whether he likes it or not, he's becoming a pastor, you know, <laughs> and imposing my, 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 my vision, my dream, my aspirations mm-hmm. on that. It's so unfair. It is unfair. It actually is unfair. Um, toward the end of your sermon, you talked about keep praying. Yes. Keep praying. Keep no matter praying. what the situation is, the yes. person, child could be wayward mindset, prodigal yes. type. You know, yes. I, I, I like that. That the fact that you keep pushing that issue no matter what, whether they're I, with you, distance, whatever. Yes, I am amazed at some of the, and perhaps Jay Wall, that's something you guys could explore. Mm-hmm. Is, is 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 you know from the mouth from the from the mouths of the prodigals because I am so um, and that's that's a that that's a program idea by the way because I'm so amazed at some of the stories that I hear of people who have returned to God. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, just some dramatic things. And I've heard stories of guys who 
were, you know, half inebriated in the club with, with music pounding and right there, God arrested them and brought them back to church. Hmm. You know, I've heard of stories of guys being, being incarcerated and right mm-hmm. there being brought back to the God of their childhood. You know, I heard of stories of guys just walking away and and, 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 when, and, and when you, and when you, when you, when you go deeper, you find that they had a grandmother who never yeah. stopped praying, or a mother who never stopped praying. And so I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so in tune to that. I'm a big believer in that, that prayer moves it, even when the, the child may seem annoyed and sometimes just say, hey, I'm praying for, yeah, you keep praying. I'll be fine. And yeah. that child just comes around. Amen. It is powerful. It actually is a powerful, um, you know, you talked about your adoption, you know, cause I, rather you know it or not, Pastor, I was adopted as well. Um, and you talked about something that struck me. My father, I guess, had similar situations, traits, should I say, like yours. Yes. He, yes. he was, he wasn't emotional. See, yeah. he didn't express that yes. to me. I don't even yes. think I saw my father cry. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, they're, they're creatures of their time, creatures mm-hmm. of their culture, and, and creatures of their, their context. You know, when I consider my dad left high school at 16, started working, mm-hmm. um, you know, and pretty much started life early. Started yeah. being an adult early, started assuming responsibilities early and grew up in a very, you know, tough, tough place. I remember I remember when I when I was a teen and my dad took me where he grew up in a really rough side of town. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this was no place. Yeah. And yeah, that he grew up, you know, pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And so I understood him within his context and 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 just knew that. For him, um, emotions and all of that, he he couldn't afford them, so to speak. You know, he he just could not afford them. Yeah. Uh, of course, he he came right. He, he started softening up. You know, as he got older, and so yeah. I knew that my my mom was the one who was emotionally available. Yeah, I I, I felt the same way with mine. You know, um, my father was like I used to joke with him before he passed. And I would say, you know, my father was like Clint Eastwood. He, everything he said was law. And that was yes. it. That was just it. You yeah. know, and I'm like, wow, this guy doesn't really feel. I don't, you know, whatever the case may be. And I used to talk to mom about it. Yes. Said, Sweetie, that's just his time, his generation. Yes. But, you know, he, he loves you. She tell yeah. he loves you. He'll yeah. sure, you know, providing for you. There you, you know, go. That was your love. Their love language was, was that it was provision. It mm-hmm. was protection. I, I I can still remember my dad. You know, when it comes to protection, I always felt safe around him. Yeah, because he's this fearless guy, and you know, and he was very cerebral. You know, my dad, my dad was very deep, very deep thinker. Uh, okay. Studied a lot. You know, he was big into in, into you know, um, and, he, and, he, and he and he didn't finish high school. He dropped out of high school. You know, but he was he was a deep thinker. And so I could, I knew that if I needed something to anything that was to be analytical and deep, I could go to him. Okay. That's what, that's how we, we connected that way. Mm-hmm. Him explaining things to me was him saying, I love you. Him I got you. I got you. Like feelings thing, the touchy touchy thing, you mm-hmm. know, 
That was yeah, him. <laughs> my daddy wasn't doing that. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't doing that. You know, deflection, you're like, okay, I, is this guy human? Yeah, that, you know, that, that's your mother's department. That's your mother's department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was there. But the thing about it is my father was big on reputation and respect. Yes. In, 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 this, in the uh, area and the city that we grew up in. And um, people knew my dad just by his first name. And I had to hold up to that. Yes. You know, yes. So I, I couldn't mess around yes. for doing that. So how did, how did Troy come about? Well, that's interesting. You know, I, I, I've always, th that's one of those names I put out there. And by the, by the way, a couple of folks were saying, you know, Pastor, we're glad to, we're glad, we're glad you at least you, you were transparent to share that. I said, yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's, it, it came about because I have a brother from my maternal mother. Mm -hmm. When I came from the hospital, he had a very, he was, he was nine years old at the time. He told me, and he had a very, very good friend. Uh, best friend at school and his name was Troy. And so when the baby came home, that was me. He started calling me Troy. Okay. And my mother, my, my maternal mother, she, she took to it, but you know, my dad was the one who did the naming. Yeah. Troy did not get in the naming, but that's, that, that stuck. That stuck. Yeah. I got you. And so it was interesting. I, th with that name, I could differentiate between people who knew me at a particular time people knew me from home versus people who knew me from school, you know? Okay. So once I heard the name Troy, I knew this was somebody who knew me from home. If I heard Noel, it's someone who knows me from school, you know? Yeah. 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 I understand where you come from that there, but, um, yeah, my father, I, I have to share this with you. My father, <laughs> I don't know. Most of my little, um, <laughs> childhood with my father, he would always call me boy. And I'm like, I was like, why is he always calling me boy? Yes. So I told my mom, I said, doesn't our birth certificate just say Joseph? And she would just laugh. She said, you know, that's just him. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just him. That you was know, funny. but it, it was it was funny. And then later, before he passed, he he started calling me Joe. And then he would call me little nicknames, you know, like Whippersnapper. Yes. And little stuff like that. Jack Snapper, yeah. stuff like that. That was okay. his love language. There that you was go. his love language, yeah. There but I want to give, I want to give a plug, though, Jay, for uh, uh, ch chapter 2, 1 to 10. I want to okay. encourage folks if they've not read that first Samuel uh, two one to ten because it's a powerful it's a powerful prayer that Hannah gives. Yes. It's a powerful prayer of thanksgiving. It's a powerful prayer, and I would I would I would I would encourage any 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 woman who's struggling with any issue to to pray this prayer of Hannah. It's a powerful prayer. Okay. And it speaks to a number of things. Of course, she's pouring out her heart to God. But I find there that Hannah was not, you know, some some illiterate person. Because when you read the prayer, it's 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 clear that she was conversant with Scripture. She understood. And and, and a beautiful thing that can be done is to compare her prayer to the prayer that Mary gives in Matthew. Yeah. There's some similarities. So I want to give a plug for and encourage folks, you know, perhaps in a devotional to read that prayer of Hannah, first Samuel uh two, one one to ten. It's a powerful, to 10. powerful prayer and song. Powerful. Thank you very much for that, Pastor. Thank you. And I understand that you are a busy man. So this uh is the time I think you know, just to take the time out on a weekly, you know, whether I have you next week or a week after, I thank you just for thank taking the time out. It's my All pleasure. Thank you. And uh, blessings to your family as always. And we thank you. 
for being our senior pastor. So as we always say, let us um, end with a word of prayer. Yes, Father God, we thank you so much that we can share J. Walt and I and your word and just encourage others to study it and we pray that your your blessings will be upon those who will listen and we continue to pray for the prodigals that lord through the ministry of the holy spirit you'll bring them back to you we pray in jesus name amen amen and you remember you can always um look at pastor Noel rose for a sermon go to a plantation sda church youtube channel or simply plantation sda tv tv also subscribe to our youtube channel to be notified of all upcoming live stream um, programs and events and lastly please subscribe and to our favorite podcast app that means hit that like button deeperdive.plantationsda.tv now um i we didn't get any birthdays but i know there's definitely are some in may but um i will try to get it on the next podcast so whoever you are out there god bless happy birthday and may you be blessed pastor joe rose thank you Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good week. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. All right. Blessings.